Thank you for joining us on More Than That, a podcast where we dive a little bit deeper into what was preached on Sunday morning. We hope that this is enriching to your walk with Christ and that you love God and people that much more so that we can extend the glory of God to the people he has placed in our lives. So buckle up and enjoy the conversation. Hey everybody, welcome to More Than That. So today we had the, and this week we had the guest speaker uh, that is our lead pastor, <laughs> uh, Rafael Gandla. Uh, I mean, you listen, you were you're off for what a month or so writing your dissertation. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you know, I kind of it, it seemed like you're a little bit more of like a guest speaker, but. <laughs> Um, yeah, before you actually get into your 10 minutes, uh, give us a little update on how that went, you know, like, uh, is it a relief to be done or do you like, are you going to miss school? Uh, <laughs> so, so yeah, so, so far I'm, I've handed it in, um, you know, Larry said 300 plus, it's not that much. Um, yeah, so I've handed it in. Uh, and then now I'm just waiting for my defense and, um, but at the same time, like, so it's not so much of like, yeah, there's relief right now, but I'm excited to, um, to really start working a lot more to apply things in the church and to see what, what, what comes up after that. So, um, yeah, I don't want to relax too much yeah. and then get used to. Get used to not working hard, so yeah, yeah, so yeah, no, I get that. So, I've got I've got some things lined up that I'm excited about. Good, um, yeah, so Good. that's kind of yeah. cool. I know the feeling, yeah. um, yeah, I, I remember like when I graduated, uh, from grad school, I was like, wow, I have time, I have time to do all of these things, yeah, but then I also didn't want to get complacent and not doing those, not doing and continuing and then stuff like that, so yeah, I get that, yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, so you had Exodus 33, the first part of it. So 10 extra minutes, go. Yeah, so one of the things I like, at least um, if you were looking, I think the biggest highlight for me would have been, um, so I just came um, this week, um, this week I've just been teaching at Three Springs mm-hmm. Um just some KPS students and I took them through the Pentateuch. Yeah. Um, and you're just getting to see just God's, God's grace through it and in leading his people and, and God's repeated, um, repeated unfaithfulness to him. And so, so what becomes very important, um, about this passage, um, is the, is the fact that like God now comes and he offers them, everything that they've that, that they want mm-hmm. everything the land of their dreams and everything um but god says i'm not gonna go with you so i made um so obviously i made i asked a couple of questions are you okay with um um do you follow god's god only for what he can give mm-hmm. uh, you know are you okay with god's gifts without his presence and then I think the last question was like, is God your greatest gift? 
Um, so you see, God really, what's threatening his communion with his people is this stiff nakedness um, that's mm-hmm. there. Um, and the people don't stop being stiff necked. Um, but what becomes very important and something that I would have really wanted to dive in for for at least like um, a, a couple of extra minutes was um, that at the beginning of the book of Exodus, God is re, uh, redeeming people from Pharaoh. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what is, what is the biggest description about Pharaoh in relation to God and his voice? Is that he, mean, hard he's hard heart. Hard heart. Yeah. Um, he is actually described as stiff-necked. Is, so that the, the, is that the same word that's used? Yeah. Okay. So there's a way in which actually like um, at least what leaves us a little bit, you're watching um, a repeated commands, repeated mm-hmm. commands towards his people and his people repeatedly, repeatedly um, rejecting God's direction mm-hmm. and going back to, to idolatry and all that stuff. Um, so here you're getting to see just like that for what becomes important is that, um, covenant becomes so important, uh, in play here. Mm -hmm. What he does to Pharaoh, he doesn't do to his people. Even the end of the passage where Moses goes and puts a tent outside the, outside the camp, God distances himself showing that like sin creates a distance between um, the him and mm-hmm. his people, but he doesn't leave. While actually like if you see those that he's not covenanted with, mm-hmm. people like Pharaoh, he literally just, he just wants to destroy, you yeah. know? So, so there, there is something about that, like that like where uh, if you have not taken time to study this, this is something very important. Studying, um, studying the importance of covenant, and how God is a God who keeps His covenant, mm-hmm. who keeps His covenant, who is promised that He's gonna keep His covenant to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, um, Isaac and Jacob, and even in here, His basis of keeping that promise is actually Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And his basis of not destroying them is Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. His basis of actually taking them and even later on, like we're going to see in this coming week, um, his basis of actually reading them, his basis of being with us uh, at the cross, we see there's a fulfillment God had promised. Number one, uh, when in the garden, um, in Genesis 3, but the, the promise also is in is in Genesis 12, 3. Mm-hmm. Through you, all nations will be blessed. I'm going to make you great. Through you, know, through you, all the nations will be blessed. And so even today, we're enjoying the effects of covenant. That mm-hmm. is probably the reason why we have not perished because of covenant. So I think I would really just spend some more time just unpacking, like, you know, like they, there's a way in which when you're reading that, you're mm-hmm. looking and you're seeing... Wow, you know, if you were God at that point, you'd have probably left already. Oh yeah. But the grace of it is the fact that, like, he's still, um, he's still allowing a meeting to actually happen. Mm-hmm. Um, he's saying, 
um, and, and at the same time as well, um, what becomes important as well is the whole idea of repentance. Um, like that genuine repentance. And that's that's now like another strand that I would have really spent more time in of like, what does genuine repentance look like? Um, mm -hmm. And that genuine repentance, um, the fruits of repentance um what does it look like and um and and for me what what becomes important when you're looking at repentance you um you're looking at um differentiating um is that a word differentiating yeah yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> differentiating I can like i tell um, you've been writing a lot of pages yeah so <laughs> uh and editing a lot yes um um, just basically like where you're watching repentance being not only just, and this is like something, repentance not only just being um, a one-time thing, but being almost like a um, an ongoing thing. Um, so you see them taking off their the little idols that they mm -hmm. have, um, which are very important. Like, And we have to now be able to, uh, first of all, really think about like what are some of the little idols that I still tolerate? Maybe that create distance, mm -hmm. the communion distance. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I was going to dig in a little bit into into the things that like maybe we just kind of think, ah, oh, that's small. So therefore it's just, you know, mm -hmm. that's that's tiny stuff. Yeah. But yet, maybe it might not look like uh, the sin of adultery, uh, the sin of idolatry in terms of like big calf, golden calf. Yeah, yeah. But it might actually still be the very things that are actually creating distance. So when God says, take off your, your jewelry, the symbol there is actually the little idols that are there. Mm -hmm. um, and that was like, now how I would have actually applied it to us is... is these little things, these little sins that we actually like tolerate, whether it's gossip, whether it's hatred, whether it's unforgiveness, mm -hmm. whether it's bitterness, whether it's uh, um, whether it's lack of hospitality, just the things that like maybe just like ungraciousness, the things that are the opposite of the fruit of the spirit, but yet at the same time, they don't look like they're big enough, you know. Mm -hmm. Like, they don't look like they're big enough. Yeah. Um, There's a reason we keep them. It's because we can stick them in our pocket. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> like, these portable sins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> these packageable, like, these portable sins yeah. that actually, like, but yet at the same time, those are the ones that, like, God even calls us to repent of mm -hmm. because they do create uh, create distance. So we have a guest here and they're chiming in. So um, <laughs> she's just letting you know you're doing a good job. Yeah, there you <laughs> go. So so I I what I would have actually even spent more time in and and I'm just gonna kind of like where um, you know that repentance is something that just needs to be a lifestyle for the Christian. Otherwise, we'll relapse like the student. The, like the, 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 the people of Israel. Um, and then like, it's different than remorse, right? Um, yeah. You know, remorse says, I can't believe I did that. I promise I'll do better next time. But it's different than that. Uh, repentance is basically like, just like where you, 
um, it's oriented towards God, um, and but at the same time, it's motivated by true godly sorrow. Um, it's not just selfish regret, um, and it's concerned with the heart, not just with external ac- actions. Mm-hmm. So you see towards the end of that passage where true repentance is shown when Moses is going into the tent, they stand and they look and they bow down and they do all that stuff. And it may be just like at least like uh, um, having to think about that, like where um, true repentance ends up showing itself like it's concerned about it, it perseveres. And the fact that like it continues to, it it doesn't say, oh, now that God is done with, now that God has restored his presence with me, so I, I can now relax and do all that stuff. So, yeah, um, yeah that, that's, 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 mm-hmm. that's something at least like I, I would love everyone to kind of like just keep going um, um, to think about like. What are some of the darling sins, um, things that like I I I kind of keep, but yet we don't realize they do, they do kind of cast a shot, uh, a cloud, instead of actually mm-hmm. ending up sensing and enjoying the rays of God's God's goodness. Yeah. So, yeah. So, how would, like, I guess, like, what's the starting point there? Obviously, like, if there's it, sometimes it's a little bit more noticeable than than others, like mm-hmm. that. It, that it is creating distance between you and between you and God. Mm-hmm. Those those little darling sins. Um, yeah. So, what would what do you what would you suggest to somebody who recognizes that, but doesn't know where to start? Because like it's it's one of those things because you kept it for so long. It's yeah. almost become a part of you, where like you. You're like I I know I need to get rid of this, but I don't want to get rid of it because I don't know anything else. Um, kind of very much like a drug addict. Like, yeah, they want yeah. to get a lot of them want to get rid of it, but they don't know anything else, so they continue doing it. So like, what what would you suggest other than recognition that somebody would do in order to take care of those little darling sins and toss them out? I would say that the important part is just is is the important part is is then really um sensing the Holy Spirit never stops convicting about us about those things mm-hmm. um and so there are some of the things where like let's say you and I are having a conversation and and I have a check on my heart like that. I probably shouldn't say that what I'm about to say, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Um, we are about to talk about someone who's not in the room. Yeah. And and it's just like, it, it's just one of those things of actually like, it's either obeying before or, but if you realize you've done that, own it. I, I did that. Oh, yeah. And that was not okay. Yeah. Because I did feel the check of the spirit of like, if so and so was in this room, like, and and you've done this, we work in the office together here, mm-hmm. um, and and I love the the fact that you guys here. There's sometimes when you see me frustrated, um, and then maybe I say something, and then you you double move back, you double move back and say, hey, have you talked to the person? Have you, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, yeah. in just like in a yep. way of actually like, 
Number one, utilize community. <laughs> that's that's a utilize the spirit in you, mm-hmm. uh, and then utilize community, where there's just sometimes where, um, and and you've done this, or whether it's Trevor, whether it's Gus, whether it's like different people here in the office, where like, hey, are you okay? I see you're still processing through that. You're frustrated. This is actually mm-hmm. like, um, or you say this, and I think that's maybe unfounded. Um, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like. Maybe talk to that person. Maybe do this. And so uh, I would say listen to the spirit. Rep- like just bounce back faster. Yeah. Like in terms of like don't let it settle. And then some of that stuff is just like, yeah. As you hear the spirit kind of convict you of like, maybe you shouldn't say that about that person. Then just then don't. Yeah. Like, the conversation is not going to get mm-hmm. any... But, like, sometimes we're just like... And we do this even, like, in terms of, like, hey, I think we need to be praying for so-and-so. And then after that, we go and we totally just <laughs> trash them and stuff yeah. like that. That's what, like, I think also just, like... Mm-hmm. And even how you're sensing, how you're feeling. There's just sometimes when I would say something or just, like... And there's part of it, like, where I'm just, like... I didn't really, really represent that person right. Mm, and then yeah. I just feel just like, I can feel, this is actually what we say in the New Testament, do not grieve the Holy Spirit. I can sense like that, like I did grieve. But like if I just keep on doing that, the more I, I'm just kind of growing. I, mm-hmm. I'm basically like putting fertilizer on cancer mm-hmm. and, and, and helping it to grow. That's yeah. not a good thing. So I would just like just practice what I would say. Um, there's two types of repentance we need to actually understand. Um, there is actually reactive repentance. Tyler, you mm-hmm. did this. Oh man, I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm so sorry. And by the way, justification helps us so much. I don't need to continue self-justify myself <laughs> yeah. when when literally just like. Um, you know what I mean? Like, um, justification, like, uh, the understanding of justification says that, like, there's someone who stood in my place. So I'm jacked up either way. So that's kind of like, <laughs> but then there's actually, like, what I would say, reactive uh, repentance where other people confront you and they point that out. Um, and then you react from there and you repent and in a humble posture. Mm-hmm. Or I would say proactive repentance. Mm-hmm. Like, that's actually, like, the proactive repentance is actually and to ask yourself questions as you are interacting with God's word, mm-hmm. God's sermons, um, uh, with his community, with, like, what is the spirit saying? Like, read about love, and then all of a sudden you're convicted that you've not been that <clears throat> loving to people around you. Yeah. Just proactively... Go mm-hmm. and pursue repentance there yeah, yeah. instead of actually just like waiting until you're confronted. You see what I mean? Like, I think that's actually now like where it's very important because like uh, we 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 know there's uh, what we call sins of omission and sins of commission. Mm-hmm. The sins are like obviously like uh, you know of omission like that like where we did them intentionally. But what about the things we left undone? What about the... And then later on, the Holy Spirit reminds us, we need to really be very intentional about even repenting about that. 
where it's like you can actually be like hey i'm so sorry this 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 and that and usually people are willing to forgive when they're like oh wow okay mm-hmm. you know like you just yeah yeah so um yeah that's that no that's 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 really good um especially cuz that that first step is difficult um and probably besides recognizing it it's, it's the hardest part yeah because that mm-hmm. starts that's there that like kickstarts that sanctification process yeah. with mm-hmm. that particular sin um, yeah but one of the other things is like um that i was you know tossing around in my head and i couldn't quite pin pin down exactly what mm-hmm. it was yeah. but the jewelry yeah um so in jewish culture in jewish worship yeah um or israelite worship cuz they're i don't know if they're considered jews at this point or not but yeah they were they utilized phylacteries which was just like the little bits and pieces of torah scrolls that were on their forehead or on yeah. their arms yeah. um, as like reminders for prayer and, yeah. and things like that. Is that similar to the jewelry that's mentioned here or is it different? It's probably different in terms of like they, like you're talking about like full blown, we are God's people. Mm-hmm. Here, what we're looking at is like full blown, <clears throat> we are still, we mm-hmm. just came out of like, we just came we just came out of Egypt and we still have more of Egypt than we have more of <laughs> of 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 uh of like who we really truly are mm-hmm. in us so so part of that is actually like but then later on like it's not going to be jewelry that actually is almost like a picture of repentance it's sackcloth and ashes mm-hmm. like it's taking a humble posture yeah don't act like as if everything is normal don't act like you're going to the mall or you're going to kick it with friends when you know god is like it's the same thing that like even um in nineveh like just these things that show that we are humbling ourselves before you kind of deal Mm -hmm. so um but yet at the same time obviously like there's some of them maybe maybe are that maybe are that so Maybe some of them are that because you still have like uh, Exodus chapter 12, 13 and 14, where God is actually saying that, like, remind these things, write them on your doorpost, do all these things. Mm-hmm. Some of them might be that. Um, but in this instance, mm-hmm. like, they've got to show some humility of some sort that shows that, like, <clears throat> hey, guys, it's not life as normal. Everyone has got to humble themselves. Mm-hmm. Um we're not gonna, you know, no one is going and taking a shower and adorning themselves here. Yeah. Um, we might be facing the catastrophic God turning against us versus actually like, which is, and God turning against them there is like, I'm not going with you. Mm-hmm. And we know that they are gonna go, um, like for example, we know that like eventually, can you imagine not going with God and here they are faced with faced with uh uh Og and Sihon in in the book of numbers mm-hmm. like the at the bar, at the end of like the book of numbers i think it's the book of numbers um or they're faced with uh with Balak uh with Balaam who's basically hired to curse them mm-hmm. 
and and his curses work most of the time <laughs> except they're not working right now yeah. because of God protecting them they there's so much more like these dudes they would have not made it through all the obstacles that were in front of them all the nations actually like that they have on here if if the presence of God had not gone with them mm-hmm. um and at the same time but at least God had said he was he had promised he was going to meet those but even when they make it to the promised land what is Moses's concern uh the book of Deuteronomy takes and Moses re like basically like all, there's only two people in that generation that make it into the promised land because of stiff neckness mm-hmm. we know this continues by the way right <laughs> uh we know this continues there's only two Caleb and uh, what's his name and Joshua mm-hmm. um and 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 they're the only ones that make it and Moses has to reculture this whole new generation because they are now about to go face even even worse uh in terms of like enemies and all that even when they're now in the promised land yeah. so they really need the presence of God uh even more than anything so um yeah um so that uh so that so Joshua Joshua's mentioned mm-hmm. here yeah now just to clar- clarify for somebody who might realize mm-hmm. who is Joshua and what's what's the significance of naming him as yeah. opposed to Caleb mm-hmm. because I'm sure Caleb's there yeah yeah but why why name Joshua and not Joshua and Caleb because Joshua at this moment is um number 1 number 1 Joshua has his own significance there mm-hmm. um he's a symbol of faith because Joshua's name is God is salvation right he's there yeah and and in fact Jesus is going to come and take almost like Josh Jesus is going to take like Yeshua, that's and, just Joshua. And Aramaic, <laughs> yeah, kind so. of stuff. So, so there's, there's a. I, you see, I could have, I could have preached that mess on that, but anyway, it's just like I could have preached that. Yeah. Um, but yet there is something when you're now going later on into, into the book, for example, like the book of Deuteronomy. Um, you get to see, uh, for example, like they, there is a way. Deuteronomy and Numbers and Leviticus, um, there's a way you start seeing Joshua actually now finally taking prominence. Um, mm-hmm. For example, like I think it's a, I think it's it's in Numbers where where Joshua now is inaugurated as the new leader in Numbers 27. Um, so, mm-hmm. so there is a way in which Joshua is already chosen, and Joshua is having to watch. Every one of these things are happening with Joshua close by. Mm-hmm. He's getting to learn God's presence. This is what, you know, he's getting to treasure um, so that basically like he is not going to. Yeah, so that he can continue to, to the next generation. Mm-hmm. Because the book of Deuteronomy ends with Moses giving his last speech. You know, last speech going up the mountain and dying. And then the new generation, Joshua and Caleb, Joshua takes 
them into the mm-hmm. promised land and Caleb is there because he's also a man of faith. Yeah. Um so yeah, so Joshua is important because Joshua is going to be moving the story forward. Okay. Yeah. So, last question. Yeah. And it's a big one because it doesn't matter what generation that it is. Yeah. This question comes up. Yeah. So, what does it when it says or when God says that he's going to send an angel, but he's also not going to not going to go with them. Yeah. So does that does that mean that God's presence is no longer with Israel? Or is it like he's still there, he's just not making himself known, he's letting them to their own devices? There is a way in which... Because, um... I mean, it calls into question on the uh, presence. Yeah, the 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 angel. There's a guarantee here. What God is saying is that actually, hey, I'm gonna keep my promise mm-hmm. to lead you. Um, so so the angel still represents his presence, but there's no. He still represents his presence, but there's no uh, what you call it. Felt communion. There's no. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's no tabernacle in between. Like, it's just mm-hmm. one of those things where it's like you're being led by um, the angel of the Lord. The last time we saw the angel of the Lord um, is at the night when he's killing all the Egyptians. Um, you know what I mean? Like, this angel mm-hmm. has... So, we... I mean, he can do... He can fight for them. He can do... But there's no... there's. But then when he takes them to the promised land, um, he basically, like, then the people... Are gonna have to fend for themselves, mm-hmm. cause like he's he's still guaranteeing that like while you're in here in the desert you're gonna get mana you're gonna get everything, and yeah. so the angel of the Lord. But then at the same time, the angel of the Lord. The angel of the Lord is also a very controversial, not controversial. Um, we not have to be hotly debated. Yeah, hotly, yeah, debated. Um, is this also pictures of Christ in the Old Testament? Yeah. You know, so um, there are some of them that are definitely pictures of Christ in the mm-hmm. Old Testament where the angel of the Lord shows up and it's yeah. what we call in theology Christophanies. Yeah. Because when they see the cloud up there, it's called a theophany. That God is, is mm-hmm. that God is, and his weight, the weight of his presence is there. So there is... So now that's actually like where we have to be thinking about um we have to be thinking about what does it mean for his presence not to be there. Yeah. Um it doesn't mean that he is not omnipotent. he is not omnipresent. Um but there is this visible there's this visible presence, this visible um so, so the the the, ta- the the tabernacle was actually meant to be. Every time they saw that, it gave them this assurance that God is amongst us. Mm-hmm. But they're now gonna march without that. So, um, so would it be safe to say that? And I know this is a buzzword. Yeah. Um, is it safe to say then that God leaving them was more of an experiential, like they didn't have that personal one-on-one yeah, yeah, experience yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that he wasn't there yeah yeah okay yeah so so there is no felt 
mm-hmm. coming in. There's no like that. What they're missing. This is why I say that on Sunday. What they're going to be missing out on is that face-to-face relationship, mm-hmm. um, which is like that that. Not really like because that that in there when you really translate it, it says mouth to mouth. There's but yet there's 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 no there's no direct communication anymore. Um, God is distant, but yeah. yet He is still present. The earth and the, everything is His. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, that's that's where at least you kind of have to be looking at it from. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good. Yeah, I know that that question, I'm sure. Yeah. Like, I know I'm, like, trained to, look like, spot them. Yeah. But if somebody who's trained to spot it can see it, I'm sure that there's other people that see it that are not trained. Yeah. Um, and they're just like, oh, well, you know, I know this about God, but, you know, you're, this is something that seems to contradict it. So that's calling the question omniscience. And whether or not God's actually, as he says he is, is, well, omniscient, even though we, we don't see that word in the Bible. Um, yeah. So, you yeah, know, that was that was good. Um, <clears throat> it was, yeah, I mean, the whole idolatry thing was is definitely something that continuously needs to be hit on. Um, because it, it does call us, it calls us out and calls us to, calls us to repent and, um, and you had a, you had a quote in in the in the sermon. Idolatry cherished is God abolished. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's a, it's a good reminder. Yeah. To to remember, like, okay, who, who am I cherishing, mm-hmm. or what am I cherishing? Mm-hmm. Is it and God what, or is it the, the idol? And what are the consequences of that? Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So. With that, I think that's a good question to leave it to leave <laughs> yeah. it on. Um, so thank you for thank you for preaching and thank you for all the work that you do, all the work that you've done in the past. And um, is there anything else that you would like to just leave leave with? Well, just just I'm excited for the next couple of weeks because of. Uh... We're starting to see, okay, God is saying he's not going to go. Here we are. We're at the tent. What, what's going to happen? Moses is now having to, to intercede. And, and then how is God going to react? What's, mm-hmm. what's going to happen to move the story forward? So just so excited to unpack all that yeah. stuff. Awesome. Yeah. Well, again, thank you. Well, and thank you. have a blessed week, guys. All right. All right.